Welcome to Find Your Purpose Podcast. It doesn't matter what you've been through or even what you're going through now. There is a good purpose for your life. And the good news is it's discoverable. And when you find it and you begin to live it, you will achieve real, authentic success. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Jenny, today we're going to talk about our true identities. I want to ask everybody listening, who are you really? Really? Peel away the layers and and let's just really walk through who you are. Maybe that sounds ridiculous to some people, but the point of this is that You can't know your purpose in life until you know your authentic identity. And I know you talk a lot about this. So I want to hear what you have to say about it. Well, Rhonda, I think it's so important. Like, Like you said, I mean, I think we need to really take a look at what our authentic identity is. Because what we need to understand is that our authentic identity supports our purpose. It's like a supporting role in a movie. Somebody makes something happen. Our identity helps support whatever that purpose is. And you and I believe, and we talk a lot about, and we will in the future talk about a lot about purpose. But you know, sometimes I think we get in this place in the world of being super driven, going, I'm going for this purpose. I'm going for this. I'm going for that. I'm going for this job. I'm going for this degree. And we attain, attain, attain. And we don't stop for a second and go, let me go backwards. You know, I mean, like if and you've written 13 books, I believe, Rhonda. And so <laughs> I think it's 15 now. 15, 15 books. And so when you write a book, you're sort of working backwards, right? You're going, this is the message of the book and you're going to work backwards. That's kind of what we're trying to get people to do a little backwards, do a little backpedal and really start to think about their identity, okay? And so when we talk about identity, we're talking about the identity that God has given us that equips us for a purpose that's specific for us. That's what we're talking about. And so I think, all right, So as we want our listeners to think about their identity, we sort of start to adopt our identity by what we're fed by other people. You know, oh, you're very quiet. Oh, you're very good at this. So it's kind of this feeding that starts even as young children. You know, we're five or six and we first go to school or preschool or kinder or whatever. And and people are telling us who we are. You know, you're very good at math. You're very this. You're very, and so we we begin to to intake all this kind of stuff, this feeding that we're getting about who we are, and I think it starts foundationally, you know, from other people. So it might be authority figures, parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, neighbors, whoever that's saying you're so this and you're so that. But what happens is our identity can then be built around what we should be or what we aren't, or what we are. I think there's some really amazing little campfires that get built where we warm our hands around, well, I'm not this, or I am that, or I am, you know. And so is that really our identity? 
And what we want to show people is our identity is in Christ and who he's created, not what all these other people have said and not what they say is always bad. Not everything they say is bad, but sometimes it's a desire of someone else for us to do something or be something. And we're just not. And so identity can be very complicated, but you and I believe that our true authentic identity comes from who God has created us to be. Exactly. And that's what, that's what the Bible says. Uh, one of my favorite verses is Ephesians 2.10, where it says that we're each a masterpiece of God created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand for us to do. So for me, that sums the whole thing up. We are a unique in all the world and in all history of time person. We have a unique identity. There's no one else exactly like us in the world now, nor has there ever been. And there's a purpose. There's a thing, specific thing, that we were created to do. So our our identity is perfectly matched to the thing, the work, that we were created to do. And it's up to us to find it and to do it. And that's the whole point of Find Your Purpose podcast uh, is is finding that purpose. We know that we can't find the purpose until we know our authentic identity. Now, I have to say, some people sort of stumble into it. That was me. I stumbled into finding my purpose. I really didn't know my identity, my authentic identity. Uh, So I I guess I have to say it's possible because that was my story to, uh, to find your purpose before your identity. But to your point, I think we have to I think we have to peel away all the identifiers, if you will, of our culture. So you mentioned gender. Let's peel away gender, skin color, sexual preference, whatever other things, anything that you can think of that the ways that we divvy ourselves up. Are you conservative? Are you liberal? You know, Republican, Democrat, um, you know, are you a city person or a country girl? I, you know, whatever it is, all of these things, forget all that. Forget about physical appearance. Are you tall, short, fat, skinny, old, young? Do you have blonde hair, brown hair, curly hair, straight hair? Whatever it is, let it go. Forget all that. That's not part of our authentic identity. Those, you know, to me, those are the, that's the, you know, icing on the cake. But let's talk about the cake. Let's talk about the ingredients of who we really are. And you can't do that if you're focusing on gender and skin color and who you voted for and, you know, all of that. Get rid of all that. And, and really, I want to encourage everybody, think about who you really are. Now, Jenny, you mentioned the, the things that people say about us as we're growing up. And it, you made me think about, for example, birth order. And there's been a lot written about birth order 
And I'm not an expert in all of that. I, I grew up as an only child. My mother had other children she kept, but she gave me up. So I grew up as an only child. So I, I am the last person on earth to be an expert on this stuff. But I've seen it. I've seen it with my husband and his brothers. I've, I've seen it with other groups of siblings where if you're the baby of the family, then you are the baby of the family for the whole rest of your life. When you're 78 and your siblings are in their 80s, you're still the baby of the family. If you're the oldest of the family, you're, you're, you have that position forever. People in their you know elder years still will defer to the older sibling. Um, it's fascinating to watch for somebody like me who I, I didn't have all that, but it's so interesting to me how people just accept and fall into their role in the family. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just birth order. For example, you know, if you were the kid who, um, as soon as there was some argument or, or chaos, you know, something going wrong in the home, if you're the kid who made a joke, And so then you go to school and you're the class clown. Every time you get tense, your coping mechanism is to make a joke and be funny and lighten the mood. And it's a great skill. I'm not trying to um, diminish that in any way. But it's funny how kids who grew up like that, like they're the clown and they're the class clown, uh, that becomes woven into a lot of times for them, their identity. I want us to really think about things like that. Were you as a kid pegged as, were you the clown? Were you the athlete? Were you the bookworm? Think about the words that people used to describe you. And maybe that you used to describe yourself because those are all clues but they might not necessarily be true now. Right. And I think what's interesting, like what you're talking about, Rhonda, you know, the bookworm or the athlete, like I was thinking about this before we started this recording this, you know, this week I was thinking about who are you really? And I think what happens is when we, let's say we're good at basketball or soccer or whatever, and we're on the team and and there's a lot of wonderful things to learn, but then that becomes an identifier of our identity. And really, we're, we're participating in something, but it's not necessarily of who we are. Participation does not mean that is who we are. Does that make sense? I mean, the athlete could still be the bookworm and the bookworm could still be the athlete at the same time. So people do multiple things. And what I really think happens to Rhonda is it's not only the identifiers, but it's us wanting to identify with something. We want to be a part of something. And so we start to, to work our lives in that way. And sometimes it's, you know, it comes naturally. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, we just want to be a part of something. So we want ourselves to believe that this is where I belong. And I think there can be a real snare there and it's not who we really are. You know, we've talked a lot in our podcast, Rhonda, about comparison. And I think people can sometimes take on this thing because I want to be, you know, an athlete, I'm going to join the team. And that's not really what I'm created to do, you know, but I want to be a part of something. And so we're asking our adult audience to stop for a minute and go, 
what am I a part of? What have, what have I done in my life? Is it part of who I authentically am? Or am I putting a round peg in a square hole trying to do something because I want to fit in, you know, or, or whatever? There's some very interesting intricacies with that, with identity, I think, because our identity is that that masterpiece in Ephesians 2.10. So I think about this, like I was thinking about how much I love to do puzzles with my grandchildren. One of them in particular is older and she loves to do them. And I always tell her, you know, puzzles are a masterpiece. And what we need to do is do the frame. And once we get the frame, we'll fill it all in. And how the pieces perfectly fit together in the frame. That's what God has done. He has knitted us perfectly together to do something in this masterpiece we call life here on earth for a little while. And that's what he has done. And we're perfectly fit for it. You know, we shouldn't have to strain and strain. I'm not saying that we shouldn't work hard, but when we're trying to identify with something because we want to fit in, or we did something because our mom told us to, or we, you know, or whatever. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough place to be. It really oh, is. oh, absolutely. And that, that actually is a, a, a great juxtaposition here for my, for the next point that I have. I want to encourage people to really think about how how you have conformed yourself, your personality to what a parent wanted you to be, maybe what your spouse wanted you to be, or I don't know, somebody else, whoever wanted you to be. Have you you made changes to accommodate somebody else? And I'm not saying that there's necessarily anything wrong with that. I mean, the the spouse who who says, uh, "Oh gosh, honey, you got this great job offer in uh, in Pittsburgh, and you want us to all you know pull up stakes and leave our friends and leave our family and move to Pittsburgh for this great job opportunity." Hey, maybe that's where. Uh, God wants you to be to fulfill his purpose for your life. And maybe it's going to be uncomfortable making that move and you don't know anybody and all that stuff. So, I mean, I'm not saying that, uh, that um, it's all necessarily bad. It could be part of the grand plan, but, but what I'm talking about is the, the person who has essentially given up their own personality, their natural personality to make somebody else happy. So for example, I, I heard a story uh, about a woman who um, she was an amazing pianist and, and her husband played piano as well, but she was a natural talent. And so she was better than him. I mean, just, you know, not trying to be mean or whatever, but it was just so natural for her and it was work for him. And you could hear the difference. And anytime he heard her play, he got angry and irritated. And so she quit playing. How sad is that? And we, there are so many people who have that kind of a story. The, the person they're doing life with doesn't want them to go shopping with their girlfriends and to lunch on Saturday, so they don't go. 
The person you're doing life with doesn't want you to go play cards on Wednesday night with your buddies. Um, And so you, in order to make that other person happy, you don't go there. I've been married, you know, uh, you and I have both been married for a very long time. I'm over 30 years. You make compromises. Of course you do. You don't just go, okay, well, I'm married to you, but I'm going to do whatever I please. No, there's compromises. But at the same time, we have to ask ourselves over the years, what have we, how have we changed or allowed ourselves to be changed to accommodate somebody else and then peel that away. So, so really I'm asking people to just peel layers, peel layers like an onion until you get down to who you really are, not, not how you've changed to accommodate somebody else. because I think what you're going to find is that you're pretty awesome. Yeah. When, when we, when we, when we really get down to uh, who we were made to be, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty amazing. It is amazing. And that's why Rhonda, that's why we read the word, you know, that's why we, focus on what the Bible says. We are God's masterpiece or God's workmanship. I mean, it's that perfect puzzle piece. You know, and I love there's a scripture in John 15, and it talks about how God chooses us to bear fruit, you know, to bear fruit. That's part of our purpose. I mean, God chooses us. And so there might be people listening that that don't know God yet. And we would love to, to have you start to search for God and and, and find him because he chooses us. And there's other scriptures that talk about how we can't be separated from his love in the book of Romans. And we can't be separated because God created every man that walks with something so unique. And like you said, we have to peel away the layers of what the world has told us because the the source of finding who we are starts with the word of God. And that's where the word shows us who we are. And it's his love letter to us. And, and he shows us that. And we are awesome. You know, yes, we, we have sin and we, we have, you know, things that we don't do good and right and, and all of that. And God knows that, but he loves us anyway. But what he's done to create that perfect recipe of who you are, and it is your skills and talents and abilities and all of those things. But what we're asking for people to do today is stop, think and pray about who you really are and let God show you. Oh, that's so good, Jenny. Well, um, that would be a great place to end, except for the fact that I have a homework assignment for everybody. And I want everybody who hears this to get out a piece of paper or sit down in front of a blank uh, page on your computer device, whatever you do, or, or bring out your journal book. And, I want you to make a list of all the words that you would use to describe yourself. Now, I don't mean physical appearance. Don't talk about cellulite thighs and <laughs> and hair that needs to be colored and cut. No, um, describe your personality. Describe your character traits. Describe 
your types of intelligences. Yes, there's more than one intelligence. The the describe what comes easily to you. Describe what doesn't come easily to you. Just and no, you don't have to show anybody this. You don't have to share this with anybody. But when you start writing down these words that describe who you are. It's like the puzzle you mentioned, Jenny. All those words are like puzzle pieces. And as the more and more puzzle pieces that you add, the more the picture begins to appear. So if if you will do this, you'll be making a tremendous step toward uncovering your authentic identity. And we want to hear from you. I want to know, you know, what are some of the words that you use to describe yourself? I know for me, I would say, well, I'm generally optimistic. I think I have a pretty good sense of humor. It's a twisted sense of humor, but nevertheless, it's there. Um, I would say that I'm I'm an introvert, but I can psych myself up to to you know be social, and I enjoy myself when I'm social as long as I know that it's only for a limited period of time, and I can go back and and uh, close you know pull the drapes and read a good book. So I mean, there are all these little things. Write down the quirky things. Don't you know you don't have to just write down the. Um, you know, the, the things that you think are appealing. It's okay to be who you are. Right. So uh, I hope that you'll come back and listen to the next uh, edition. Next week, we're talking about who you were before the world changed you. So don't miss that. And we'll see you soon. Did you know that the very things that have hurt the most can be the things that help you create a successful life? It's true. You can succeed in life, personally and professionally, not just despite what you've been through, but specifically because of it. You gained character traits. You learned specific abilities that you would not have acquired any other way. I want you to get a copy of my book, Succeed Because of What You've Been Through. Go to my website, rhonda.org, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, and get your copy today. Hey, everybody. We love, Rhonda and I love working with people about your real success and finding your purpose. One of the things that we believe and facets of your real success is healthy relationships and surrounding yourself with people who can really dig in and help you find your purpose because it's discoverable. And one of the ways to do that might be even life coaching. I love to work with people and invest in you and helping you find your purpose, which leads to your real success. So if you'd like to know more about this, please shoot me an email at dreambiggerlifecoaching at gmail. And I will respond and we can get in touch and maybe start the life coaching process to help you find your real purpose.
Hey, thanks for joining us today at the Find Your Purpose podcast. We hope you'll subscribe and share this with a friend and consider joining our community of people who are seeking and living their purpose and achieving real success. And most of all, we want to hear about your purpose and your real success. Go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G and subscribe and just tell us about your success. We really want to hear from you.